Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey listeners, I hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and you don't have too much of a turkey hangover. I had a lovely Thanksgiving myself and I even got to go see the play Annie, which totally brought me back to my childhood. You know, each year on Thanksgiving, we are brought to awareness of what we are thankful for and life certainly has its ups and downs and sometimes it can be hard to feel grateful, hard to see the light in the midst of chaos. But keep going, my friend. The world needs you. You matter. And this year, I am thankful for you. And know that I love you. I may not even know you. But if people can hate and not know one another, well, then I can love. And in the spirit of Thanksgiving, for the next few weeks, I am hosting some of my dearest friends, some who I've met through this podcast, some have been clients or I've worked alongside, and some I have been friends with for decades. And today I have a dear friend with me, Tina Marie Fleming. She's the founder of Vibe with Tina Marie. Tina is a psychic energy translator, a Reiki master teacher, and birth and death doula. She's the mother of three and a self-proclaimed soulpreneur on her journey to master her sense of soul. And she's also a wonderful friend. In this episode, Tina and I share our experiences of the divinity behind symbolism. So please welcome Tina Marie. Thank you for coming on Sense of Soul, Tina. You've been on before. You have been with me along the Sense of Soul journey from pretty much the beginning. And I appreciate your loyalty and friendship. And why don't we just, you know, share how we met? Yeah, we'll start from there. How we met was through the tax office that I work for. I think Sense of Soul was needing a business tax return of some sort. And I was really struggling with intuition and trusting myself at that time. And I read Sense of Soul and I was like, I just need to reach out. And so I Googled it and I saw that you guys had just, I think it was the beginning of your podcast. You had just started or maybe you're about halfway into the first year or so. It was amazing. I listened to like every episode obsessively. Like (laughs) I loved it. I was so hooked. I was so hooked. But anyways, we became instant friends, me, you and Mandy. And it has just really evolved from there for sure. But that's how we met. Yeah. I think it's so fun because you know, I mean, obviously since then we've all evolved so much, but you know, at one point you, you know, you like many people who I've had on my podcast were really just more in the business world, having a calling though, and figuring out how do I balance this evolving of my soul, but yet paying bills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And of course, she does do my taxes very spiritually. I do. I do. Yes. I send so much good energy 
when they are being filed. So today, even though she still does help with taxes, Tina, tell everybody like what you're doing. So I kind of dabble in different things. I find that I thrive in an environment where there's change. I have a hard time just sitting and doing the same thing repetitively day after day, week after week. So I do a little mix of things. I do taxes, bookkeeping, a little bit of a few other office things, like some sales tax, things like that. But where my passion is, is helping people and helping guide them to what they need, which could be a need in healing, clarity, just some general guidance in, you know, am I on the right path? All of those things. So also I have a big passion in animals and pets and things like that. So a lot of my passion is animal driven, whether it's animals on the other side and their roadkill when I'm driving down the street or wild animals. I have a lot of birds visit. And another thing that has been coming recently is hummingbird moths. Oh my God, shut up. Dude, we just talked not too long ago when it was all about hawks, right? Yes. Ask my kids. It's all been about hummingbirds this year for me. And I even just emailed Carrie Hummingbird about this because one came right in front of my face, stood still. You know how they can just measure still and swear to God, got eye contact with me. Oh my gosh. I love it. I dropped my phone. (laughs) It was so frustrating. It's hard. Like you can't capture the moment because it happens so fast. That is um, so wild. Two, they're my favorite. I almost hung up my hummingbird background, but. Oh my gosh. The hummingbird that's in my backyard is the same one. And it's huge. It's the biggest hummingbird I've ever seen. I mean, it's still that's little, cool. but it's big for a hummingbird. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. I was like, I was just waiting to see if you said hummingbird and you did. <laughs> Another <laughs> thing, Tina's also a Reiki master teacher. She does an angelic Reiki as well. And symbols. Some symbols. Yes. I do it with a girlfriend of mine, Dr. Kira Murphy. She does channeling and she's been channeling symbols her whole life. She's amazing at it. And so what we do is we open up the doors. Um, it's a donation basis gathering that we do. And we've done a little bit of a shift lately and we felt really called to be more towards the divine feminine. So we're doing like a sister circle gathering. And so it's an hour long. Everyone comes in, they get to pick an intention they want to put into the symbol. So that could be the intention of love or clearing, healing, anything that they really want to get from it is what we suggest they put into it. We try to keep it as kind of a, you know, three word or so intention, but you can really put whatever you want. And then While Kira is channeling the symbol, I do a collective reading for everyone in the group. Sometimes that brings through different things. We never know who's going to show up or who's going to come through. So we've had spirit guides. We've had a room full of spirits that kind of attended the gathering, which was very cool. Had past loved ones. And sometimes other people come and they just come really for the clearing too. So we incorporate a clearing, a little bit of music therapy, like with some drums and sound bowls and things like that. We pack a lot into that time and it's become very valuable. We have people that come 
every couple of months or so we do it once a month and it's held in Littleton at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. But the symbols are amazing. I have some of them tattooed on my body and they really do align. And I always find a connection with the symbol. Each class we've done a different symbol and for whatever reason, someone really, really just connects with it and it becomes so powerful. I just love it. Yeah. There's symbolism all around us. Yep. And also the symbol can mean so many things to to so many people. I also think that different symbols can actually mean, or you can see them in different ways throughout your life and what they may stand for. Absolutely. And, or just be drawn to different symbols. Like a symbol that I'm drawn to is the star of David. And I wasn't raised with it in my life. I'm not sure where I came up with being drawn to it, but certain symbols definitely mean different things throughout our lives for sure. And I think that we even carry some from past lives with us. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like when I see some symbols on like jewelry and stuff, I'll see symbols, a lot of like circular stuff. Yeah. When I see it, I'm like, Oh, I know what that is. And I really, it doesn't like the word, a word doesn't come to mind, but I'll research yeah. it here. And it's like some old Sanskrit or something, just an Egyptian drawing from a wall, whatever, something different. And it's really like triggers me. It's like, Oh, like I'm interested. What is that? Why do I know that? I think it's the energy behind the symbol, right? I mean, now, you know, because of some of the studies they've even done on water, it turns into sacred geometry, our cells, the DNA even is sacred geometry, you know, whether you're looking at things that 3D or 2D, and you mentioned the Star of David, which it also is the Merkaba. Yes. And, and, you know, that was one of the ones in the symbol that I received, those opposing energies uniting. So it was in the Reiki Master Teacher course that her and Mandy actually were students of mine. If you've listened to my mini series, I talk about symbols in that class. We closed our eyes and just learning the master symbol you know, I just said, let's all just like close our eyes and, and come up with our own symbol. And so that ended up being a very significant thing in my Sophia journey. There's a meaning behind the symbol that maybe someone else came up with, but then there's something that becomes your own story about it, your own narrative that you have, your experience of how you came to know it or how you came to see it. Absolutely. And then the sigil, a sigil. I mean, I have one on my wrist and it actually stands for Archangel Michael. Yeah. Um, it's it's um, Archangel Michael's sword going into oh, I forgot you the world. That. And that's a prophecy in Revelation that he, Archangel Michael, you know, comes and saves the world. Oh, I just saw like an orb. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you just see that? I saw it too. I, I, didn't you look like an orb? Look like a light. Right. I have to go back and <laughs> look at that. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me if Tina's around, who knows what else came with her. Right. <laughs> Interesting things for sure. No, but I love geeking out about stuff like this. And these are the kind of conversations that I love to have because, you know, who are you going to sit around and talk about symbolism with? Right. Your neighbor. No. Like, unless she's Tina. <laughs> exactly. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I do feel like symbolism is so interesting and also what you choose to put on your body, you know, as in symbolism, (laughs) you know, some people end up regretting some of the things that they tattoo permanently on their body, but it's still, like I said, when you're going through something in your life, it's kind of like, 
bookmarked something permanently on your body to say, oh, yeah. look, this is when I saw life this way. Yeah. That's a good way to put that with tattoos, especially because I've been thinking about that. Like some of my tattoos, I'm like, oh, I want to cover that. But I'm like, but you know what? I have all this other canvas. <laughs> you know, a whole canvas somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Well, my very first tattoo that I ever got is on my ankle and it's a floor de lee. Well, no brainer there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very, I love New Orleans. And it wasn't just the Saints, although I was, I am a Saints fan. It also just, to me, it was, it reminded me of home and my love for New Orleans. Now, mm-hmm. when I went through my ancestral journey, I learned another version of a horrific story I read in my ancestry about the floor delay. And yeah, you remember me telking you about that. And in fact, my son Drew was like, do not tell people this. You tell they're going to end up, the saints are going to end up having to change their logo and it's going to be my mom's fault. (laughs) But you know what? I feel like these things should be told and um, I have no fear in telling it anymore. Um, Regretfully, I read this in, um, an actual document from a court case in, I think it was Plaquemines Parish in Louisiana. And this slave had run away. And when he ran away, it was under French rule, under the black code, they had to go before the judge in order to punish their slaves. They couldn't just punish them, which I'm sure they did. But according to the black code, they had to go before the judge to, to get a punishment. And so he ran away and, and it was ordered that his leg be broken. And so he must have been desperate because he ran away again. Oh my gosh. I know. And so this time it was ordered that he be branded on his face with a floor delay. Oh, so here I'm sitting in my house and I have floor delays everywhere. everywhere. In fact, even no matter where I'm sitting in my house, if I look to the right or left, you'll probably see one. And I'm like, oh my God, do I rip them all down? Because now what, it has a different meaning. Yeah. 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 And for the longest time, it had a really horrible feel, but it does mean something different to me. Now it means there was a lot of pain behind that floor to Lee. Yeah. But they are relentless people. Yeah. Right. They're relentless people in that lineage. Mm-hmm. And they would not be here if they didn't go through the things that they did. Yeah. And I will share their stories. The good and the bad. Yeah. So that's now what it symbolizes to me. But it's just interesting because even the swastika. Yeah. Originally in Sanskrit was actually a symbol of well-being. Fantakarana. Yeah. Yeah. It actually means anta means inner and Karana means instrument. Mm-hmm. Then you have Hitler took something very beautiful and turned it into hate, a symbol. Right. right. Yeah. And, and, and I think that the more people say, yep, this pen right here is going to save the world. Just this one, you know, and everyone sees this as a symbol. It gives this pen a lot of power. I agree. A lot of power in a collective way where everyone says, this is what this means. Much like the cross, 
right? Right. You know, you have the cross symbol of Jesus and symbol of his sacrifice. And when people see this, this is what that cross means. But if I died on something, would I really want that to symbolize me? (laughs) Right. It's all in the perspective of people too. I mean, you go show across, Mm -hmm. you know, across the world to people know nothing of Christianity. They're going to be like, what, why do you worship that? You know? Yeah. Right. What is that thing? (laughs) So this is crazy. You're not going to believe this. So the laminin molecule Mm -hmm. is actually, if you look it up, it's L-A-M-I-N-I-N. It is. It's kind of like the glue that sticks everything together. It binds everything. It's a, it's a binding molecule mm-hmm. and it's in the shape of a cross. It's like, it's a very important part of our extracellular matrix structure. Right. And it's in the shape of a cross. So it kind of goes with, there's a scripture that says by him, Jesus, all things are held together. Hmm. And that's exactly what that molecule does is holds everything together. Yeah. Symbols are very deep. I agree. So Tina, tell me about your psychic readings. I know it's one of your passions. You love to do it. I do. They are very broad. And what I mean by that is there's not just one particular set of people that it's good for. It's a variety. What I try to tune into is their spirit team. And I kind of connect with them and I ask them to guide us through the session. Sometimes that spirit team is going to be angels. A lot of people who visit me are star seeds. And so there's a lot of galactic type of things that come through as well. Some people would view them as aliens and animal guides are very, very present in a lot of people who come to see me. Animal energy is also really good for grounding, which is something that I often need. So occasionally when I need something, I'll pull that in as well. And so if someone needs some grounding work, they'll come to me. And then in turn, I get some amazing energy and grounding as well. Yeah. There's also a lot of past loved ones. I don't describe in detail everything that I do in my title. I just use psychic as a general term, because it can be a variety of things, past loved ones, different energies. It could be about your aura. It could be about chakras. It could be about a past life. It's just kind of open to whatever either you're asking for or whatever your spirit team really thinks that you need. So you just kind of let source guide you to what I do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that. I'll bring out some tools. Occasionally I'll use a pendulum or some crystals. I also use Oracle cards and I have a set of animal tarot cards that I love to use. Ooh. They're very nice to kind of draw an image for the individual receiving the reading mm-hmm. so that they can kind of see what spirit is presenting to me in the message. So whenever I do use the cards, most of the time, it's something in the picture of the card or a word or the numbers even that really represents something for that person. So I love to use them as a tool. I really do believe in the cards and crystals and any other type of tools, music, drums. 
I so just heard the song in my head. Do you believe in magic? <laughs> yes, I love that song. I know it just came up, but you know what? Do you think that we could do like a little mini reading for those who are listening collectively? Absolutely. Just like, you know, maybe just a short reading, you know, yeah. right now is such a crazy time. You know, me and my last Reiki student, we did a rock reading and we asked for the collective. Mm-hmm. We asked, so I asked, she asked what was going to happen in the next three months. And okay. it was so telling that anyone can do a rock reading. Tina's done several of them. You just go outside and you find a rock and it's got to be like a boulder size or like a softball size rock. And it has to be a rugged rock. It can't be smooth. You want it to have a lot of different textures and whatnot. And it has to have at least four sides. When you take something from mother earth, why don't you describe that part, Tina? How, when you go to find a rock, how do you find a rock? Yes. Yes. Okay. So When I go searching for a rock for the rock reading, I do definitely look for something about the size of my hand. I try to, because I feel like there's more for me to see. So I look for something about the size of my hand and triangles stick out to me. So I often find triangle type of shaped rocks. And so I look for something like that first, and then I pick it up and I ask it if I can borrow it to receive a message and, or there's been a few times I have taken it home, of course, only with permission, but they hold it. They ask it, is this okay? And I haven't been turned down yet, but there may be some stones that don't want overturned. I've had some rocks that were just not very good. You know, I mean, they didn't do a great reading. And then I have a rock like, holy cow, this rock is crazy good. That's the one I continue to use. And you'll be so surprised because even though you've seen the same sides, you're seeing different symbols in each side. So many different symbols. And then when you get your rock, you're going to ask the rock a question. You also need a partner, which is your scribe. Mm -hmm. And you're finding four symbols on each side and you're pointing them out to the scribe and the scribe's writing the symbols down. For me, a lot of times it starts with shapes, but I've seen shapes. I've seen paw prints. I've seen dinosaurs in rocks. I've seen so many, so many different things. And it's really fun too. And you could just ask a question of what do I need to know? And maybe you just need to tap in a little bit to your inner child and use your imagination Mm. and see what you can see on that rock without what you're expecting. Yeah. You know, I always have a hard time. And I think I've even told you this before. Like when you're going to get a tarot reading, like, or a rock reading, like, what is my question that I'm going to ask? Mm -hmm. You know, I struggle with that every time. And I still, to this day, I'll do trades with people and they'll be like, okay, so we're going to trade readings or whatever. And then I'll sit with them and they're like, what do you want to know? And I'm like, you would think with all of the questions I get asked, yeah, I can't come up with something, but It's pretty rare unless it's like, I want to shift something, um, you know, with my doula work, I had to do a lot of like searching on that and where I wanted to go. And if I wanted to incorporate that or just even do training for the different doula work. So I did ask a lot of questions around that time, but other than that, like, I don't feel like I asked a lot of questions. I, I try to 
let spirit give me what is for me. Me too. That's how I always feel too. I just, you know, whatever message, you know, spirit wants to show me in this moment is for my greater good. And that's kind of like what I hope we can do a reading for, for the listeners. Hey, animal lovers. Have you ever wondered what your fur baby is thinking? Or you just want to connect with your animal on a deeper level? Well, look no further than Sense of Soul's new affiliate, Animal Communicator, the talented Nicole Harp. Nicole can help you intuit the connection between your soul and higher source as she uncovers and shares important insights with you to create a happy and joyful life for both you and your loving animal. Nicole connected to my dogs, Ayla and Rascal, and it was one of the neatest sessions I have ever experienced. She offered my family a glimpse into their world and offered helpful suggestions, making information individualized and purposeful, which led to healing for the whole family. She creates an open-hearted experience that you will remember and treasure. Wait no longer to connect with your soul and the souls of your loving animals. Contact Nicole today and experience the magic of her work. Go to her website, harpspace.org. That's H-A-R-P-S-P-A-C-E dot O-R-G. And make sure to tell Nicole that you found her from Sense of Soul Podcast. You can also go to www.senseofsoulpodcast.com under the Network of Lightworkers. You can find these links in the show notes. Now back to our amazing guest. So something that's coming through pretty strong is kind of to soar and to try to look at things from a different angle to kind of be the bird flowing over in a way versus right in the situation kind of be, if you've ever seen, I know you've seen the Shanna, but when there's a hawk flying around and the little birds that are trying to come at it, because of course they don't want it to go in its nest, but it's like, dang, those little birds, the hawk's just trying to eat or whatever, you know? So it's saying like, don't be the pesky overseer trying to stop it. Don't try to stop that because it's going to come. These things are going to come. They're going to happen. They're not always pleasant, but try to see it from a different angle. Try to see it maybe from the hawk size. Okay. So I did decide I wanted to pull a couple of cards just to kind of show you a few things. So these are some of my favorite cards. This is a Oracle deck that I have. And the first card is an eagle. Eagle. (laughs) It's a beautiful eagle and it says embrace spirit. And this is more than just what's in the spirit world. This is also embracing your own spirit and understanding that you're a spirit and that you have energy, not just in your body. You have energy all around you Mm -hmm. and also be mindful of what you're letting into that energy. That's a very important time that we're in. And it doesn't mean you can't be around certain people. It just means that you really need to protect yourself when you are. So the next card that came Wait. through. No, go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Eagle also reminds me of USA. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you're right. <laughs> then the next card is the 
boundaries card. Oh. And this is a beautiful dragon. You'll see it's a little bit of yellow, pink, and green. Pink and green are two of my favorite colors. Mm. And this one comes in set your boundaries, but also like maybe use magic or use beauty when setting those boundaries. So like if it's taking a lot of you to set a boundary, if it's really hard for you to set this boundary, reward yourself once you've done it. Go buy yourself a bouquet of flowers reward yourself for setting that boundary because setting boundaries can be really, really hard. And spirit is suggesting you just set those boundaries, almost like putting a sword in the stone and locking it there and keeping it there to where it can never be released. There's some boundaries that need set. It's Boundaries are for you. That's one thing I always forget. They're not for the other person. The boundaries yes. for you. It's protecting yourself. Yes, exactly. Exactly. This isn't about what someone's done to you. This isn't about, you know, that may have led you to set the boundary, but that doesn't, that's not the boundary. Mm-hmm. The boundary is what is important. And we often don't reward ourselves for little accomplishments. Yeah. And doesn't always have to be like, uh, you know, going and buying a brand new purse every time you get paid because you worked, but sometimes we do things that we don't really want to do. And if that's sending a text message of, you know, I don't want to go out with you tonight, reward yourself. And I also see sometimes people have to put boundaries on how much they're online. Absolutely. Watching a lot of this crap, you know, pulled in on the social media, um, politically, or even with the fear, there's a lot of fear mongering right now going on. A lot, a lot. And, you know, with any type of, I guess, connection, you take away from that. And so if you are listening to negative things and, you know, that could be a house fire, I'm not saying don't read into things, don't listen to things, but if you give your energy to that, that's going to come with you and you're going to stress about it and you're going to worry about it. And so if you do do that, you know, make sure you release those things, make sure you even possibly setting protection when you're going to be online might not be a bad thing. That can be a boundary. Yeah, absolutely. A good one for sure. Yeah. That's a great idea. I agree. So I'm very curious to see what your last card is going to be. Okay. It's a really cool card, actually. So I pulled from a different deck. I pulled from my tarot deck. Mm -hmm. And it is a buffalo. Oh, what a beautiful deck. Come on. It's a buffalo. What does it say at the bottom? The light of... Let me see. I'm trying to get it. Sorry, I'm not... That dang background. And yeah. Oh my God. There we go. <coughs> the eight of crystals. And it's a Isn't buffalo. that so pretty? Oh, oh my God. God. I what love the buffalo. Beautiful. Okay. So it is the eight of crystals. The crystals are the earth cards. And so this represents connection to nature, to Gaia. Um, the buffalo symbolizes numerous things for different people. So anyone that's listening to this reading, Whatever the buffalo symbolizes for you, that is what this is. 
It's definitely the connection to that thing. So as an example, I'm just going to say what the Buffalo connects to for me. Um, and it's definitely my ancestors. The first thing I think of when I saw that Buffalo was my ancestors and it's, you know, spirit saying, come back to your roots, come back to Gaia, come back to me. I am kind of, it's like nature is saying I'm here for you. I am strong. Let me be your strength in a way. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also think- just being tough and having, you know, a strong skin. And uh, it's funny because I have a Buffalo drum, which I got from sense of soul. Uh, oh, okay. and- wow. You have that. I still That's have so it. Cool. And then, like occasionally though, I leave it in my car and I'm like, oh my gosh, something's going to happen to it. It's like, it's a Buffalo skin. It's oh, right. Exactly. Buffalo skin. Like what's really going to happen? I don't leave it in overnight or anything, like, but like it is resilient. Yes. Yes. And, and Very. you know, yeah. And I also see them as like good nurturers. Mm. You know, buffalo mamas are pretty, pretty awesome with their calves for sure. You know what I say when I think of a buffalo, I think of how they're kind of like chill, but then if they have to, they will stampede. You know, (laughs) yeah, like if if you keep poking at me, uh huh, you know, you're I'm I'm cool, but keep going and you keep poking at me Mm -hmm. you know I know the buffalo was like one of the most sacred animals to the natives yeah to our ancestors Mm -hmm. they used every single piece of the buffalo Mm -hmm. they left nothing to waste nothing every single piece of it they were so resourceful in every bit of that animal was so important. Yeah. From my connection and working with, you know, some of my ancestors in the spirit realm and some of the things that I've read, thank you again for doing my ancestry. You're amazing at that. But some of those things that like I've learned and that I've read just make me want those things. And it, it pulls me towards it. And it is the lifestyle that they lived obviously was way different from what we have now, mm-hmm. but it was so much more purposeful and connective. And I do see that this coming more together for people and I do see people connecting, but I don't feel like it's enough. Our ancestors come through and they really do. They, they want us all to connect more and I don't know. Well, And you know, maybe we should follow their example as they followed the buffalo i mean that's what they did they followed their lifeline yeah and they worshiped that animal they did and i mean that's what made everything that they had their warmth their houses their teepees right their clothes their food we've definitely lost like as a whole i just think the human collective has lost that connection of you know having purpose in our food having purpose in what we put in our bodies or put on our bodies 
you know, another thing that I think doesn't get enough credit right now is the sun. I feel like the sun is very healing. For some reason, I'm very in tune with the sun. You are. I don't know why, because, you know, I am with the moon too, but like you are with animals. I'm not with animals, girl. I'm not happy about picking (laughs) up the poop and I'm not following any animal to, to get my food or my, or my clothes. Right. That's not me. I think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story and it's beautiful for you, but for some reason, not for me, the shit is not for me, but I so receive so much wisdom from the sun and the moon. And Mm -hmm. every time there's something going on with the sun, I immediately know. Immediately. I'll take a picture. I'll know it. I'll feel it. I'll look it up. And sure enough, every single time it's a major solar flare. It's some record thing. It's the Schumann residences off the chart, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Right? Yeah. I mean, I like it though. Like it's kind of cool. Well, you know, I just thought it was a moon child, but maybe I'm a sun child. <laughs> I know, right? Maybe, maybe you're, maybe you're both. I heard live by the sun and love by moonlight. And I don't know where I heard that, but I just love that. Like, I think that we need to implement Definitely. both and not be, you know, scared of the light or the dark. Maybe I should get that tattooed. Isn't that cool? The sun <laughs> is such, is something else. I mean, the sun yeah. is a, a symbol. And has been worshipped as almost like a god, right? The god of Ra is, yeah. you know, like considered. Yes. Masculine, oh, that is masculine energy. I mean, we need more of the feminine. Yeah, I think the feminine is stepping more into power again. I'm hopeful. Like, well, I, even, listen, even men want to be women now. I I mean, this is how we are, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, back then, you know, no one wanted to be a woman. We were like cattle. Because we're magical, Shanna. We are magical. We want to dance across the sky like the moon. I agree. And be the light in the dark, which is what we need right now. Because we are in the dark. We're in the chaos. Absolutely. I know you stay away from all of that shit. You stay away from the media and the drama and the conspiracies uh-huh. and all the things you're like, Mm-mm. you know, I've been a little more open to them lately just for the knowledge of things, but I don't, I don't watch like any regular news or anything regular no. at all. Like if it pops up, I'm supposed to learn about it. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. My kids will let me know if there's something like super important, but I try to stay away from it too, but I don't want to be ignorant and not know anything either. I agree. No, so you got to find a balance. You got to put down a boundary. Yep. Okay. So look, I also, I pulled a card, a really cool card. It's a dragon card. Oh, and wow. That's amazing. It says nurture all you love. You know, what's interesting about the dragons is that one thing I've learned in my study in the, the allegorical stories told in the Gnostic Gospels and the ancient texts, mm-hmm. there's always a dragon being slayed, trying to protect a woman. Mm. Lilith, the story of Gilgamesh and Lilith, Gilgamesh slayed the dragon at the bottom of the tree in the Garden of Eden or in the garden. And then he scares Lilith away and she goes into the desert. 
which is so interesting to me. Was the dragon very scary and fire breathing dragon, even in fairy tales, right? Protecting the castle with the with the princess mm-hmm. in it. I mean, where do you think that came from? That totally to me sounds like the story of Lilith. Right. That is a very ancient text that was found on a stone. Right? Yeah. That story of Lilith and Gilgamesh. And of course they made out the woman to be evil, that she was there. And Gilgamesh was like this hero that slayed the dragon and scared her away. So I always wonder if like dragons and dinosaurs, like maybe possibly that being the same thing. Yeah. I feel like, like energetically, they're very similar. And I do think that they kind of get like a scary rap, like, cause they're yeah. supposed to be big and bad. Kind of well, they're like the misfits, cult. right? So it's like the rise of the dragon, right? Or the Phoenix from the ashes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Garner, the days we're looking at things from different perspectives now. Yeah. Because you know, the way that we saw him all along was distorted and stupid. I agree. I think, she, <laughs> it, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's start to do different. Yeah. For sure. Thanks Tina for, for giving us that little reading. Yes, absolutely. And if people want to get a reading with you, where can they find you? Um, they can actually find you on my, on my website as well. Since yes. Yes. Now you can actually go to sense of soul podcast.com. Yeah. And then, um, I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I use my business name, which is vibe with Tina Marie. And you can find me on either of those. Also have a profile at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. So my email is just vibewithtinamarie at gmail.com. And you're also going to be an affiliate and you're going to be offering Patreon members a special yes. tryout. So I will be posting that for our members so they can look for that. And thank you, Tina, for coming on and sharing. I want to thank you. You are amazing. I love what you're doing. I love Sense of Soul. And I really, really am so proud of all the people you're reaching. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.